I get the feeling that many of you believe that the time is now for Penn State football. Whether you're a Penn State fan, whether you're a Michigan fan, an Ohio State fan, a Big Ten fan, or a college football fan. I have the feeling that you probably think, along with the national media, along with even myself, that now is the time for Penn State football to win. And not just to win 11 games and win a New Year's Six Bowl, or maybe lose a New Year's Six Bowl, but to win big, to win the Big Ten Championship and contend for a national championship, maybe even win the college football playoff. The time is now. Now, unlike some others who believe that it's only this year, it's a now-or-never situation for Penn State to contend for the Big Ten and contend for a college football playoff spot, I don't know if I exactly agree with that. And that's mainly because of the development on defense, the recruiting on defense, especially at secondary with Terry Smith. I mean, Kalen King is just an example of what seems to be Yet again, another NFL corner that pops up on Penn State's defense. Came from Michigan, by the way, Kalen King did. At linebacker, Abdul Carter is a beast. Once again, coming from a long line of great linebackers that played at Penn State. Micah Parsons, star defensive end who's now in the NFL from Penn State. And while you don't exactly have a Micah Parsons player at edge rusher, There's Chop Robinson there, and there are other players along the defensive line. And we're going to be talking about the defense today. Also, though, to give some perspective, there's Drew Aller at quarterback, who's going to be here for longer than 2023. And I think as long as he's at quarterback, Penn State's window is its widest if he's at quarterback. It doesn't look like Penn State currently has another quarterback in waiting at his level, either behind him or even in college football recruiting. And I think if Penn State wants to contend for the Big Ten at the level Michigan and Ohio State are, those two currently have high-level four-star quarterbacks in the 2024 class, Penn State's going to have to get a good quarterback from somewhere because after 2024, or at the latest after 2025, Drew Aller is all but gone. But him... Nicholas Singleton and Catron Allen, because they haven't yet completed two years of college, they're going to be back in 2024. So I don't think the window is necessarily confined to 2023. However, in saying this, Penn State has had the talent to win the Big Ten for years. They've had about the same level of talent that Michigan has had. They've been on a relatively equal playing field in the realm of high school talent since probably 2018, 2019 about, and then Penn State maybe slightly trails Michigan, is right at Michigan's level, or maybe this year, due to Penn State having a good recruiting class and Michigan just having an above-average one in the 2023 cycle, maybe Penn State finally passes Michigan in the total team talent composite provided by 24-7 Sports about a week or so before the season begins. But we'll have to see how all those rankings break down because Michigan's been doing a lot better job of using the transfer portal. And that's just talent. That's just recruiting. That's not development. 
Michigan and Ohio State have still done a better job at developing their players, and Michigan and Ohio State have had better coaching staffs. They have better game managers at head coach. There's a lot that goes into a team's window to jump out there. If you have better players than you did in the past, but you become a worse head coach or have a worse staff, well, the talent improvement is offset by the coaching deficits. And the reason that's related to today's video is Manny Diaz. Manny Diaz has been Penn State's defensive coordinator for one year. He's one of the more rookie members of the staff. Now, he is not a rookie defensive coordinator. He was the defensive coordinator under Mark Richt at Miami for 2016, 2017, 2018, and he was calling defensive plays for Miami in 2021, which was his the worst defense of his career, but that team itself was broken, not mentally tough. He's just he wasn't fit to be a head coach at the time. Maybe in the future he will be. He seems like a great guy. I think he's a good, great defensive coordinator. We will have to see if he is elite or near elite, though, and a lot of people have him at that level. But what I want to do today is look at Penn State's defense and talk about its strengths, its weaknesses, all these different things about it. Um, Kalen King, Abdul Carter, talk about the interior of the D-line with Hakeem Biaman. Because this defense last year, we talk about in college football, mostly others, you haven't heard this saying on my channel, defense wins championships. You have not heard that saying on my channel because in the modern era of college football, it's 50-50 between offense and defense. And if you take Georgia out of the picture in 2021 and 2022, recently, it feels like offense matters more than defense. Just look at Ohio State. Ohio State last year was much more of an offensive team than a balanced team or a defensive team. And they nearly beat Georgia who had one of the more elite and more NFL-ready defenses again, just like they did in 2021, when they were beat by an Alabama team that was crushed by an Alabama team in the SEC championship game that was more offensively talented, but also offensively limited by a mediocre play caller in Bill O'Brien. So... Defense wins championships is more of an older saying for an era of college football that has long passed us, but it is still relevant. You need both. Georgia didn't just win the national title in 2021 or 2022 because they had an elite defense. In 2021, they had a great offense. In 2022, they had an elite offense. Penn State has more questions in theory because they're breaking in a new quarterback on offense than they have questions on defense. But so many are talking about the offense, and I've already made videos on the offense, specifically Drew Aller, so I want to dive into the defense today. And Penn State's defense has championship-level statistics, but in the big games, and we saw this last year especially, they are not championship-level. They aren't. They are not at that elite level of play that they need to be at. And they are great. They may overall be a near-elite defense. 
In fact, the only two teams that Penn State lost to last year were Michigan and Ohio State. Ohio State having, for the second year in a row, the most efficient and best offense, most efficient according to ESPN, best by the fact that they scored 41 points on Georgia, the fact that they were second in scoring, first in efficiency, and had the the best quarterback in college football in C.J. Stroud, second best according to NFL analysts. He was picked in first round with pick number two by the Houston Texans. C.J. Stroud was in the 2023 NFL Draft. Penn State lost to Ohio State, and they also lost to Michigan. And they lost to Michigan and Ohio State for totally different reasons. Penn State shut down, or not shut down, that's inaccurate, but they limited Ohio State's run game. Henderson was able to break off some critical runs, which once again leads credence to the fact that Penn State's defense in the biggest moments is not championship level. Statistics often lie in their favor last year and in years prior, but they held Ohio State to under 100 rushing yards. Yet C.J. Stroud had one of the more efficient games of his career. He had a 94.9 QBR, and he averaged 10.7 yards per pass for 354 passing yards against a secondary that finished second in the nation in team passing efficiency on defense. In Penn State secondary, they had Jair Brown, they had Joey Porter Jr., they had Kalen King, Keaton Ellis, Johnny Dixon. That's an elite secondary. That's one of the best secondaries in the nation last year, and it's going to be that again this year. But C.J. Stroud, in a big game, and he had elite wide receivers that were better than Penn State's defensive backs, but still, he got through and did what he needed to do. And we also can't forget about J.T. Tuimoolau, but we're focusing on Penn State's defense here. Against Michigan, Michigan did not pass that for that much. They went 17 of 24 with McCarthy for only 145 yards, and McCarthy threw a pick six. Well, off of that, you might think that Penn State's defense played an elite game, and maybe that Penn State won, but no, because Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards, and even C.J. Stokes all outperformed Nicholas Singleton. C.J. Stokes ran for more yards than Nicholas Singleton, and ran for more yards than Catron Allen. C.J. Stokes is going to be fourth, maybe fifth on Michigan's depth chart this year. Great running back, not as good as Nicholas Singleton or Catron Allen. But that's because Michigan's O-line was one of the best, if not the best, in the country last year, at least in the regular season, and they had Blake Corm and Donovan Edwards at running back, who might be the two top running backs in the nation entering 2023. So, Against teams who were the best of the best in their respective categories on offense, Michigan in the run game, Ohio State in the passing game, and probably overall, when healthy, on offense, Penn State's defense folded. But can this change this season? Can it change? Let's look at Penn State's strengths on the defensive side of the football. Penn State has depth and experience at linebacker with Abdul Carter and Curtis Jacobs. All Big Ten caliber players right there for Penn State. At linebacker with Abdul Carter especially, I like him. Also Tyler Elston at middle linebacker, and then Kobe King behind him, Keon Wiley behind Abdul Carter, and Dominic DeLuca behind Curtis Jacobs. 
It's a deep linebacker room. The linebackers for Penn State last year certainly were not a weakness. And again, looking back at the Michigan game or the Ohio State game, the Michigan game being probably Penn State's worst performance of the year defensively as JT Chuimoolau just totally took over against Penn State. A large part of that game was Ohio State's defense. Penn State, all in all, defensively, their weakness last year, and we'll get to this, but it was the interior of the defensive line, and they lost P.J. Mustafer. But going back to the strengths, Abdul Carter was one of the leaders on the team in sacks last year. Abdul Carter was, in fact, the leader in sacks last year, having six and a half sacks, four passes defended, two forced fumbles, 56 total tackles. Only behind him were Ch- was Chop Robinson, a defensive end, with five and a half sacks and two passes defended, and Jair Brown, who's now off to the NFL. Jair Brown was a safety. He had four and a half sacks with four passes defended, four interceptions, two forced fumbles, even a fumble recovered for a touchdown. Adisa Isaac at defensive end had four. Curtis Jacobs also had four at linebacker. Tyler Elston at linebacker had a sack. Same with Dominic DeLuca. So this linebacker room, they can rush the passer. They can help stop the run. They are they're a great running back room. And I think Abdul Carter is an elite running back. I have him on my first team, all Big Ten team. That's for sure. I would never turn down the chance to have Abdul Carter in my linebacker room, no matter what team I was. So linebacker is a big strength for Penn State. Huge strength. The Nittany Lions also have elite depth because of elite recruiting defensively. Defensive end is a big example. Chop Robinson, Donnie Dennis Sutton are just examples right there. Same with Adisa Isaac. Adisa Isaac... Um, Chop Robinson, Donnie Dennis Sutton, that is, I don't know what to tell you there. And Dennis Sutton is a five-star. Chop Robinson was nearly a five-star, recruited by Maryland, but transferred to Penn State. And those are your pass rushers right there. And Dennis Sutton, the five-star, who appeared in enough action last year to not be able to use a red shirt, he's behind Robinson and Isaac. And on the other side of Dennis Sutton and the second-string defensive end, you have Amin Vanover as well. So very deep defensive end room, and then combining that with the linebacker room means you have a lot of competent, great, or in some cases like that of Abdul Carter, elite pass rushers. So I like. there's a lot to like about Penn State's front seven. Let's just put it that way. Well-recruited well-developed, nurtured, they feast. This this is an impressive statistic. Penn State was sixth in the nation in sacks per game. They averaged 3.31 sacks per game. And against Maryland, they had five, six, seven, eight sacks, and they shut out Maryland 30-0. They kicked Maryland's butt. And Talia Tagovailoa didn't have a good day because he didn't have time in the pocket. Maryland's O-line was a was a good O-line last year. And Penn State just manhandled that team, a team that played Michigan and Ohio State close. So it's not like Penn State doesn't have the talent 
to compete with the Ohio States, the Michigans, let's just say even the Alabamas and, and Georgias. I think a lot of it has to do with coaching. Like I mentioned earlier in the video, coaching, schematics, they have talent. And Manny Diaz knows how to dial up pressure. He's very aggressive. And he also knows how to command a good defense. Penn State's defense was the best that he's ever commanded by points allowed per game. Penn State only allowed 18.2 points per game last year, which was 10th in the country. And outside of the Michigan game, especially before they played the game against Michigan, they were top 10 in rushing defense. So Penn State, they're sound. They're good all around. And a huge part of the reason they had such a good defense was what they would do against the pass. Ohio State was the only team that could pass against Penn State, that could that could tear apart Penn State's secondary, was Ohio State. And even Penn State sometimes got home against C.J. Stroud. You know, sacking him and stripping him of the football before halftime, that was big. They sacked him another time as well. The only team that the pass rush didn't really work was against Michigan. And Penn State's pass defense was good enough, and Michigan's run offense was elite enough to where neither side really needed to force the, the pass offense or pass defense in that game. That's linebacker, defensive end, and pass rush. And then the defensive backs have questions, and I mentioned that with... Jair Brown leaving, Joey Porter Jr. leaving. But Penn State returns Kalen King, Johnny Dixon. They're especially strong at cornerback. And don't forget Keaton Ellis at safety as well. Kalen King, Johnny Dixon, these are corners that were able to keep up with and cover the likes of Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Egbuka. Not all the time, but no one can cover those wide receivers all the time either. Go watch the Georgia game, where C.J. Stroud had an even better game against Georgia's defense than he did Penn State's defense. So there's a lot of strengths with Penn State's defense here that's commanded by Manny Diaz. Before we go further into this video, please subscribe, like this video, and comment your thoughts on Penn State football down below and tell me what you think their main strengths and weaknesses are. Let's resume and talk about some questions very briefly. So some questions that I have for Penn State is, how will the interior of the D-line function against Alito lines? Penn State, for example, gave up 418 rushing yards against Michigan. And Ohio State's offensive line? They weren't as great as Michigan's all around, but I will tell you, they were better at the tackle position last year. They had NFL. They had NFL tackles. Both of their tackles were taken in the NFL draft, one in the first round, one in, like, day three of the draft. Paris Johnson Jr. was an All-American, I do believe, at the tackle position, one of the best tackles in the country. And against Alito Lions, Penn State gave up 85 total points, 44 against Ohio State, 41 against Michigan. And in both of those games, you heard me right, in both of those games, in the Michigan game, and the Ohio State game, they gave up over 400 yards. They gave up 442 against Ohio State, and they gave up 563 against Michigan. Those are some jaw-dropping statistics. I mean, to think two years ago that a Jim Harbaugh defense would put up 500 
563 yards against anyone is practically heresy. But that might be for another video, talking about how Michigan's offense has come along and how it's mainly because not just of their pass game improving, but especially because of their more disciplined run game, their more physical, beefier, faster offensive line, which Penn State also has, and that will be a topic for another Penn State video, is what they're doing on the offensive line. But on the defensive line, Penn State's elite, they're great at pass rush, combining the linebackers and defensive ends. You take out the linebackers, and I'd say Penn State's weaker at defensive end than linebacker, but they're still great there. But what about the interior of that D-line? My concern about Penn State, my question, is less about the exterior of the D-line, the ends. I like the ends. We all should. I think anyone who doesn't like Penn State's ends might be crazy. But I'm not very high on the defensive tackle room. And Ohio State and Michigan this year, Michigan will be elite at tackle. Michigan will be elite all across the board at O-line. Center, guard, tackle. They will be. Ohio State has problems at tackle, as shown through their transfer portal use. But their guard play will improve drastically. They have Donovan Jackson and Matthew Jones, who both played a ton of snaps and were the starters for practically every game at guard last year. They're coming back. And Carson Hinsman, he's going to be great at center. So Ohio State's O-line, and if their running back room can stay healthy, Ohio State's interior O-line, their interior run game, their rushing attack period is going to be better. In Penn State's weakness last year, if you could run against Penn State, you wouldn't just beat them. In the case of Michigan, you'd annihilate them. Part of the reason Penn State was able to hang in close with Ohio State was because it couldn't stop the pass, but they could slow down the run. And Penn State's weakness is the run game. Their strength is the pass game, as advertised by all the, the safeties and corners that they put in the NFL, the development and recruiting that Terry Smith does at that position is really unreal. So how will that interior D-line function? That's my biggest question, if I'm being honest. Because if that interior D-line improves, and Hakeem Biaman is a, a beast, and the others that start and play alongside with him on the interior of the D-line and the defensive ends also take it up a notch, this Penn State defense could be one of the best, potentially the best defense in the country. It really hinges on that defensive line. Now, will it be difficult for the D-line to take that drastic of a step, especially losing P.J. Mustafer on the interior? Of course, but it is possible. Second is, can the defensive ends improve their play against quality teams? The Nittany Lions only had three sacks versus Michigan and Ohio State. They averaged nearly four per game, but against Michigan, I think they only had one sack, and against Ohio State, they had two, which is pretty good, all things considered. Most teams could never get home against these two anyway, and only I think Georgia got home four times against Ohio State, and Georgia on the interior of the O-line is, O-line and D-line is on an entirely different planet than the Nittany Lions are, but if Penn State's going to beat one of these teams or potentially even both, even though I'm of the opinion they'll probably only beat one, if any, they're going to have to have a better pass rush against these two teams. They're going to have to get home to the quarterback. 
they're going to have to force defensively overall those teams to be one-dimensional. If Penn State can force Michigan to only run the football and the interior of that defensive line improves along with the defensive ends, it'll be hard for Michigan to win in Happy Valley. And if the same thing can be done against Ohio State and Penn State can exploit that mismatch at at tackle to defensive end, which is a mismatch that's finally in Penn State's favor, and they can stop Ohio State from running the football, they have a chance to win in Columbus for the first time since 2011, I believe. And finally, will the defensive backs reload after losing Joey Porter Jr. and Jair Brown? I said earlier that it was a question I posed, and I still think it's a strength, but it's a question that has to be asked because it's hard to ask that many questions of Penn State's defense because they've just been that good, they have elite depth, and I... I'd say that's a question that I'm pretty sure will be answered in a positive way, but I do just have to pose it, and I have to put it out there. So, elite defense, will they be elite? Tell me down below if you think Penn State's defense is going to be an elite defense. Will they be near elite? Or do you think that they're overrated and they'll just be above average or good? I think this defense will be in the top half of defenses in the Big Ten for sure, You may find that to be insulting or underrating this defense, but the Big Ten is a defensive conference. Penn State will definitely have one of the Big Ten's better offenses. I'd say they'll have a top three offense in the Big Ten, even though their defense will be better than their offense. The only teams in the Big Ten that will have elite offenses will be Ohio State and Michigan, and potentially Maryland if Maryland can have a great offensive line, and potentially Penn State, if Penn State can have an elite offensive line or great offensive line, and at skill position with quarterback, wide receiver, and tight end, everything goes their way. There are not many schools who can have a great or elite offense in the Big Ten, but almost every Big Ten school can have a great defense, whether it's Illinois, whether it's Northwestern some years under Pat Fitzgerald, Even if it's Indiana or Rutgers who have great guys at linebacker and secondary, this defense I think will be number four in the Big Ten. However, they will have a lot of upside and they do have a lot of potential. So if they finish higher than that, I won't be surprised. And I'm telling you it's possible for them to be number three, number two, number one in the conference. The Nittany Lions will improve their pass rush, and they will have more than 45 sacks. They just return too much at linebacker and defensive end to not improve in the pass rush. And once again, this this stat blew my mind. They will have 70 or more pass breakups. That that, That stat blew my mind. And guess who had the most of them? Kalen King, and then tied for second was Johnny Dixon who both return. So even though losing Joey Porter Jr. and Jair Brown isn't fun, especially since Jair Brown had 74 total tackles and led the team, I think that while there's a chance that question is answered, and it's one that's a detriment to Penn State's secondary, more likely than not the secondary will not drop off at all. And with Kalen King returning, the secondary could actually improve further. I think, in fact, they'll reload at defensive back, they'll improve at defensive end, 
and at linebacker, I think they'll improve there as well. I do, however, think that against good teams, while this defense will feast, I think there will still be struggles against elite teams. They, there are too many questions on the interior of that defensive line, and too many questions regarding matchups and preparation against teams that are elite. And not just elite teams overall, but elite offenses. Ohio State, Michigan, against a team like Washington, Oregon, USC, I'd even have a hard time trusting this defense. Even though all three that I mentioned, outside of maybe Oregon with Bucky Irving and Noah Whittington, are known to have much better passing offenses than running offenses. Georgia's offense... Offenses that have good to great trench play, but are elite in one part of their, at some part of their roster, and at minimum great at all the other parts. So a lot of Pac-12 offenses, Michigan, Ohio State, Tennessee, more likely than not Georgia, they're just more well-rounded. Tennessee has questions on the offensive line. Most teams, though, this defense will be too much, they'll be too quick which is why Penn State, even with some potential trap games on their schedule, whether it's Illinois, they're going to win 10 games. They're going to win 10 games. 10-2, and maybe 9-3 and is this team's floor in the regular season. And their ceiling with this defense and with its upside, they can beat Michigan or Ohio State. I'm leaning towards saying that I don't think they can beat them both, but they can beat one. The question is, will they? They certainly have the talent to beat one of them. With how much they have at defensive end and linebacker, and with how good they are at defending the pass, and with Ohio State's tackle problem, I'd say they'd match up better with Ohio State than Michigan, but they get Michigan at home, they travel on the road against Ohio State, and Beaver Stadium is a huge advantage. It's a huge matchup advantage for Penn State. It's one of the best home field environments I've been there, and Penn State's defense especially gets amped up when playing in Beaver Stadium. Some strengths of this team are its overwhelming scheme. Manny Diaz loves to blitz. Penn State loves to blitz. Against any offensive line that doesn't have NFL guards, centers, or tackles, they will fold up like a lawn chair against this front seven. Overall pass rush, just to drive that point home, linebacker play, this team will tackle solidly, and coverage. They'll be great at coverage. Weaknesses for this defense, I'd say, are interior trench play, overall run stop, especially on the interior due to defensive tackles, but I can see on the outside, too, last year against Travion Henderson, for example, and against that one Donovan Edwards run, Against elite offensive lines, this team will especially struggle on the interior on defense, but on the exterior as well, they will still have challenges in stopping the run. Overall, with matchups against elite offenses, they will struggle. And the evidence for that is the Ohio State game, where one of the best secondaries in the nation allowed nearly 400 yards to Ohio State's passing offense. Now, Ohio State's passing offense could just be that good, and maybe all the teams on Penn State's schedule just had terrible passing offenses or terrible days performing when they passed the football outside of Ohio State. But also it could be matchups and it could be coaching, 
And since the game of college football has a lot to do with coaching, and it isn't just recruiting, and it isn't just the players on the field, I think that has to be factored in too. Manny Diaz is a great defensive coordinator. He's a great DC, may even be a near-elite DC. But last year was the first year in his career where he commanded a top-10 defense in scoring. Ryan Day, and now Brian Hartline is the offensive coordinator, those two have been at Ohio State for the past four seasons, and every year they have had a top, they've had a top 10, easily a top 10 scoring offense. And they've had an NFL quarterback every year, NFL wide receivers every year. In 2019, they had an NFL running back, and I think this year they'll have two with Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson and guys like Dallin Hayden in the waiting or NFL running backs as well. So we'll see how this defense is. I wouldn't say it's elite, but I'd say it's great. I'd say it's near elite, but I think elite is pushing it. I think that has to be reserved for a team like Georgia, a team like Iowa. We'll see if teams like Ohio State or Michigan will make that jump this year. I think those teams will just because they return more on defense, and I think they have better defensive coordinators. But Penn State's going to be a good team. We'll see if their time is this year. I'm more inclined to believe that their time will be 2024. They'll have an easier schedule. Drew Aller will have a full year of starting under his belt, and Nicholas Singleton and Catron Allen will have had years in a great strength and conditioning program, especially when it comes to running backs. Thank you all for watching this video. If you liked it, please hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, comment your thoughts down below, and click the notification bell to get more Big Ten and college football content. Thank you all for watching, and I'll see you guys around. Bye-bye.